Imagine waking up one morning and someone reaches out to you. They say, come to this estate, relax. There's good people here. Get paid more money than you ever could have thought. And if you don't like it, they say, you can leave. And yeah, you feel guilty for leaving the world behind to live on a secured, isolated estate. But the more you hear about the outside world, the more you think about how little peace you've always felt. And, and you get to the COVID house, you escape for the first time in your life, you feel peace. But that peace only lasts a moment. Because like everything else in your life, as soon as things get good, as soon as everything starts to make sense, the bad things happen. I started being paranoid when I read 1984, but I've seen this before, where things are turned upside down and you can't take it anymore. This 2020, like 2008, it feels like my mind is being attacked. It's always every 12 years. Always the year of the rat. When you scratch and scrape to survive like rodents, like those mammals. I used to study camels. And I think about how they can survive for months on almost nothing. I read somewhere, the camel's hump is an ugly lump you may see at the zoo, but uglier is the hump we get from having too little to do. When you have too little to do, every day is hump day because you're just trying to get through. But humans aren't like camels. We aren't like dromedaries. We call it hump day like it's bad. But if we could survive for months on almost nothing, when asked how stressful things are, we wouldn't say very. But we are like camels when it comes to straws because soon they break our backs. I know what they're really doing here. And what they're doing to others, they can't take back. Tim, Max asked me to check up on you. Hey, security, it's good to see you again. You're the only person that says that. So you say that, but if you don't mind me asking, I know there's at least one person here who likes you. You're wearing a wedding ring. Uh, I do mind you asking. Oh, sorry about that. Well, I just thought that it's... Look, I'm here to keep people safe. That's what I'm focused on. Well, you guys, your team's doing a good job. Uh, I feel safe knowing you guys are out there. Well, a lot of my guys and, and girls are former police. No, 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 no. <laughs> I respect that, but I know that is a tough job. It is. Okay, okay, no disrespect. I gotta, I gotta say, though, all the people who get harassed still get hurt or killed, and this is a serious issue. I mean, Look, although... I understand that. Trust me, I do. But I'm talking about the everyday average cop who wants to protect and serve. People call them names, disrespect them, call them pigs... Well, not everyone. I mean, not everyone disrespects police like that. I mean, you can't really just say that. Okay, so when I bring up the worst citizens, you say, they're not all like that. But when you bring up the worst police, you talk like they're all like that. Okay, but that's, that's different. One thing is life and death. You know, that's, an that's right. For cops, it's literally life and death, and they don't always have the proper options. Get out of here. I, I, I disagree. I mean, you have a taser, you have plenty of options other than a gun. It's... What's that other an thing asp, called? An asp. So, a nightstick, right? It's an expandable nightstick. People call it an asp. Never heard of that. <laughs> well, the point is you have options, right? A taser. You actually ever use the taser? Yeah, I've seen plenty of videos. <laughs> so, you, you, you ever notice how there are usually multiple cops around before they tase someone? I, I can't remember. I never really looked at it like that. Well, your choices are use a gun but kill or hurt someone or roll the dice with a taser or pepper spray and hope it takes down the assailant. 
Like, I didn't say the job is easy, but that's what cops get paid for, right? To pay attention. You're saying what they need to do. I agree. There need to be some changes, but have you ever been in that situation? Hey, I follow the news. I pay attention. I mean, I, I know a lot. It's just that you're really sure about what others should do with no experience being in that situation. I'm just trying to find a, a solution here. I'm thinking out loud. What can I say? Look, you ever watch Star Trek? I never saw the show, but I think I saw a couple movies. Okay, then you know they had set phases on stunt. Yeah, okay, 400 years in the future? Come on, that's not real. Okay, look, so how old are you? 20s, 30s? I am in my 30s. Okay, even when you were real young, if someone told you that they'd have internet through the air, what would you have said? <laughs> I actually remember when Wi-Fi first came out. It was pretty unbelievable. Okay, so I'm not sure if you remember dial-up. My mom... My mom had an AOL CD, yeah, so I, I still remember the, the beep and, like, that crazy static, I think. Okay, so if we can make all these leaps and bounds with brand new technology in a few years, you don't think we can have some kind of weapon that stuns people without wires and doesn't kill them? So you're, are you thinking of Wi-Fi for tasers? <laughs> I can't even... That's a pretty good idea, actually. Look, it's, it's not even sci-fi. These type of tasers already exist. They've actually existed for years. So you take someone out without killing them without any wires. That I'm really not supposed to share this, but we've actually had some people from the outside searching for our location and trying to rush the gates. We have every right to protect ourselves, but if we kill someone, even if they're in the wrong, that brings investigations, that brings unnecessary questions, which we don't want. Yeah, and I guess you don't want strangers getting here too often. Exactly. I need to keep some distance to make sure I protect myself and others around me. So now we go and ask police to do their job where people are getting desperate and they don't have to choose between using a gun, keeping your distance and staying safe, or using a non-lethal weapon that requires you to get real close and possibly expose yourself to a virus. If you were a cop and you saw an assailant, which weapon would you choose? I would use my training and I would do whatever's right in the moment. See, it's just that you are so sure about what they should do. So I'm waiting for you to answer. I don't have a... I don't know what I would do, all right? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't yeah. think about it like that. I mean... Look, yeah. we want you guys to feel safe, but trust me, security is constantly being tested. Well, I am glad you guys and girls are on the job, Thomas. Yeah, sure, sure. I mean, you can call me TJ, by the way. Okay, well, I appreciate it. You know, people should know about what we're doing here. You got all this knowledge and insight. I feel like there should be a you know, legit documentary about this place. You know, my favorite show is The Office. <laughs> Yes. Not a real documentary, but super legit. <laughs> <laughs> Only thing is, we got to keep it secret. Can't bring a film crew in here. <laughs> well, it's too late. I think I've already got a camera right here. It's, it's up here. Are you really making a camera with your hands? <laughs> Look, hey, I've got some questions for you. I think we're going to do our own documentary. All right, what else have we got to do? There's no, you know. <laughs> if you asked me to do this yesterday, I can promise you I would have said no. The spotlight is on you, okay? Yes. <laughs> Uh, so we are standing outside the COVID house. I see a lot of... <laughs> <laughs> Tim, you're a trip. All right, let's have some fun. All right, let's do it. Hey, thanks for coming to my office. I called you here because I wanted to check in and just make sure everything's okay. Yeah, it, 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 it's all right. Yeah, it's all right. Well, the second procedure went swimmingly, and Max is very thrilled with you. Yeah, well, that's 
that's very good to hear. How thrilled is, is he? Well, your procedure may not cure everything, but initial tests seem to be working better than we could have ever hoped. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad he's all set because, you know, I'm glad that's all taken care of. Cause I, I think I, I think I want to, I think I want to leave early. Well, we do six month contracts for a reason. You know, it takes time to get people here and you seem to be making friends and the students seem to like you. We would love for you to stay. Uh, I guess. Is there something on your mind, Tim? <laughs> no, it's, it's nothing. It's nothing. All right. Are you sure? Hey, you know what? I think I'm distracted. There's a lot going on. I'm, it's nothing. If there's anything specific that concerns you, please let me know. <laughs> I'm just thinking a lot about the people here. It, it's fine. I'll get over it. Hmm. Is anyone giving you trouble? No, 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 no. People, people here are nice. They're just, uh, they stick together. It's nothing personal against anybody. No, no. Yeah. Well, I mean, folks here are a very tight knit group, but what do you mean by that? Now, people are mostly nice, but a few seem to be keeping themselves for whatever reason. I, I, I guess people are shy. That's just, it's normal, I guess. Mm. Well, we're all open and honest here and we don't have anything to hide. <laughs> All right. Well, well, sure. Yeah, we don't. Wait, what's so funny about what I said? No, nothing, nothing. It's, it's no, no, nothing. No, no, seriously. What is it? Okay. When you said you don't have anything to hide, it just made me think of an inside joke. It's, yeah. Oh my gosh, please share. You, you wouldn't get it. My jokes are really bad, actually. You wouldn't get it. It's not a... <laughs> oh, I think I would. Try me. Well, I, I guess it's just ironic that you're saying you have nothing to hide while we're behind gates. It's not actually a joke, so I don't know. It's that's what I was thinking. That's it. It's nothing else. No concerns. You're sure? Who doesn't have concerns nowadays? But what can I say? I'm fine. I'm okay. So this has nothing to do with the freezing. What? What? Hold on. Um. What? What do you mean freezing? What, what are you talking about? <sighs> Oh, please. It's obvious you already know, and that's fine. I actually have no idea what you're talking about. I, I don't even... Don't play dumb with me. Our cameras picked up some movement in the center facility right around the time of your second bone marrow donation. I checked the logs, and by process of elimination, it had to be you. I'm not even sure how you got into that area. It's, it's usually restricted. But I know you were there. Whatever you heard, whatever you saw, that wasn't me. Hmm. Funny. Every man who's ever said those words to me was lying. So. Uh, hey, hey, all right. I don't want any trouble. Okay. It's, it's, it's clearly been bothering you this whole time. You've just been very uneasy. I'm sure you know. It's just easier if you get it out in the open. Oh, look. Okay. You know, you're smart. I'm not going to try to put anything past you. Look, when I get out of here, I'll keep it quiet. I, I just... I just don't want to be involved, okay? Whatever's going on here, keep me out of it. I am I saved Max's life, right? I'm not going to say anything. Hey, hey, hey uh, calm down. Calm down. Okay. You've been suspicious right. and asking questions all over the place and acting like we're hiding something, but we're not. Okay, well, so since it's out there and you say you're not hiding anything, you're hiding frozen bodies. That is something by any stretch of the imagination. It, it, do you know anything about cryo? Yeah, cryogenic freezing. Um Astronauts do it in space. Okay. No, 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 no. No, they don't. That's only in movies. Re Wait, really? I don't know. In the real Wait. world, it's all theory. So basically, the main idea is that people would be frozen for medical issues. 
So you'd freeze yourself for 20, 30, 40 years and likely wake up to a world with the cure. So is that what you guys are doing? Here's the thing. With COVID, you don't need to wake up decades later in a completely changed world, confused as you're the same age or, or even maybe younger than your kids. The experts say COVID should be over in one to two years. So if we freeze somebody, you can go back to your kids the moment there's a cure. Okay, that sounds a little too too easy. I, I mean, it, there's got to be more to that. I, <laughs> of, of course, there are some risks involved, but we only do this to those who have no other shot. You may have some complications, but if doing nothing means certain death and freezing a body gives you a shot, then you're essentially throwing a Hail Mary in the air and hoping someone catches it. I mean, you just make it sound so normal. I, this, this just, it's not right. It's, it's Some not- say it's been happening for a long time. You think of Ted Williams' frozen head or the theory that Walt Disney is frozen somewhere? I I don't know if you're making that up, but I've never heard that. You can look it up. The thing is, you can absolutely freeze someone. It's not that big of a deal. But what we're working on is... There's there's no way to wake them up. That's what it is. You can freeze... It's a crime. Tim, 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 you seem to be getting along well here. And to be perfectly frank, I shared more with you than almost anyone else at this facility. I'm happy to talk more, but not about this topic. Uh, hey, I, I do appreciate that, but I just have one more question. Have you guys found a way to unfreeze people? Max and I talk every day, and he was very adamant that I check in with you, but some information I just can't share, because even I don't actually know the answer. I mean, I don't know. That sounds like the party line. I'll, I'll be out of your hair. Just tell me. Can you unfreeze him? You seem to think all of this is hidden or secret, but there's an exclusive waiting list for this treatment. So you're calling freezing people in, in I, like you're calling freezing people a treatment, but you don't even know how to unfreeze them. That's not a treatment. That's not true. There is a way, but the odds of success right now are very low. We level with everyone and the people we work with know the odds. Yet people are still coming to us willing to be part of this trial. We're providing a service here. Well, what kind of service is it? Look, I was asked to check in with you today, but now please leave my office. I have other work to do. So you're asking me to leave? Respectfully, yes. (laughs) Okay. It's just a question. You don't have to be such a... All right, let let me stop. Let me stop. Okay. No, 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 no. Please. Please, Tim, go ahead. I guess you're going to say something along the lines that I'm a word that starts with a B? No, 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 no. Look, all right. So, yeah, okay. I will tell you... Because I'm trying to be nice. Other people say that about you. Other people talk about you. But those aren't my words. I, I don't know where, where I was going with that, okay? That's not me. Uh, so people have a problem with a person like me. Someone who speaks frankly and tells it like it is. That's just what they say. It's not my words. Sorry. Uh, okay. Not- <laughs> uh, so, so the insults start flying because now I have nothing else to offer. Since the day you got here, I've answered all of your questions, taken my personal time, and now the one second you don't get more of what you want, you flip. Hey, hey, I just wanted more information. It's not a big deal. (laughs) So when you want something and you don't get it, I'm a horrible person. But when I want something, which is for you to leave and you're still here, am I just supposed to be silent? Yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. You know what? You can take it easy, toots. (laughs) Okay? I'll see you later. All right? (laughs) Really? (laughs) Wait a minute. Now I've changed my mind. You will definitely not be leaving. Okay. I'm sorry. I think I am. All right. I'm out of here. That's it. That's well, done with this conversation. If you do, since I've already pulled up all of your information, you can just walk out broke. What? Hold on. You've pulled up. What are you talking about? 
I can transfer all the money from your account with one simple click. Every dime gone with no trouble at all. So how do you even have access to my money? I earned that money. Please don't. Don't even go there. All right. I worked hard for that money. Okay. How did you earn it? With your valuable consulting? <laughs> you said yourself. The procedure worked for Max. Okay. What do you do? Tim, what do you think I do here? Aren't you like Max's, uh, I don't know. You... Uh, Max's what? Oh, no, no. I didn't mean like that. No, your assistant is what I was trying to get at. I'm not trying to say anything else. No, no. Assistant, right? Can I talk to Max? I'm the COO, and I run this entire operation, especially when Max is resting. Why did you assume I was just a lowly admin? Uh, because I made a mistake, and are you fine? I'm an, I'm an idiot, and I always find a way to say stupid stuff, but okay, please, I, I actually need that money, all right? I, I'm kind of begging you right now. Oh, oh really? For what? <sighs> My family... Uh, they lost their jobs and, and they need that money. So I'm kind of in a tough spot. All right. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not. I don't. Oh, really? Right now. Hmm. Funny. So what do you want me to do about that? P please just, just leave it. Okay. All right. Oh, please just what? <laughs> please, please. Okay. Don't, please don't take my money. Okay. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Was that don't take my money? Puts. <laughs> No, 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 I'm no. Tim, you're a safe to right? Oh, really? Thanks. <laughs> yeah, more than you know. Hey, last time we spoke, you mentioned you wanted to talk, and my schedule's finally open, so let's check in. How are things? Hey, you know, they're fine. I, I trained myself to forget about the gates blocking us from the outside world, you know. Does the gate really bother you? I, I just don't feel free, that's all. Well, how so? I, I, I don't know. I feel like it limits what I can do, and it, it, it boxes me in. And you never felt boxed in in school or at work? All right, I see what you're saying. Okay, listen, maybe you, you can't always speak your mind, but still, there aren't literal gates in the outside world. There are gates outside of these walls. Sometimes they're just invisible. Hmm, interesting. Look, in the early 70s, we used to do this thing in school. It was called duck and cover. I never heard of it. Duck and cover, weird. <laughs> see, well, what happened was you had to get under your desk and put your hands over your head in case of a nuclear attack. It's my strongest memory of kindergarten, and it terrified me. Well, it sounds rough. I, I would be terrified as well. Now, I grew up without any gates or barriers at all, but instead of feeling free, I felt this sense of dread for things that just weren't happening beyond my control. Wars that were being waged everywhere, but with no actual battlefield. You mean like the Cold War? I think I remember that from history class, right? Now, if you go back toward the end of World War II... The U.S. only had two atomic bombs to start. But as soon as the world saw the power of those nuclear weapons on display, less than 50 years later, the world had over 70,000. Wait, wait. 70, there, you're telling me there are 70,000 nuclear weapons, like right now, today? That's Well, no. That was only at the height of the Cold War. There are less now, but the point is, at five years old, 
I was ducking under my desk, not as a strategy for success, but because it was supposed to make me feel that I was safe, even though things could go wrong at any moment. But you're alive and we're all here today, so you were safe. Yeah, we got lucky, but it's important that we prepare for the next arms race. You mean, you think they're going to make more nukes? That's No, quantum computing is the next arms race. It will make encryption obsolete, cause mass confusion in a world of deep fakes, account hacking and conspiracies, where spreading misinformation is already easy. With the power of a quantum computer, it's a cinch. So you're really that worried about computers? We aren't prepared for what's coming. We still get angry at words that are said by people we don't know and we'll never meet. Not actions, words. Well, I, 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 I understand, but you know, words, they, they really do matter. Well, I'm not saying that words were meaningless. I'm just saying that there are foreign powers attacking America on U.S. soil and their weapons are messages that promote hate and make us mad at each other. Okay. <laughs> I think you're blowing it a little out of proportion. No, they're blowing it a lot out of proportion. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Um, it's all the foreign hackers' fault. Look, if you, if you follow the news and, and you are clearly intelligent, you're, 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 you've got success that I don't have it. But if you follow the news, we're doing a pretty good job of being divided all by ourselves. Well, I'm not saying we don't play a role, but in my day... When people were arguing and somebody looked up from the crowd and started instigating for us to fight, we got together and took out the instigator because they had nothing to do with it. So, uh, uh, all right, let me guess. You're going to blame others for the sad reality that people are just pretty hateful on their own, and that's just how it is. Hateful? And what about here at this estate? Are there any hateful people here? Okay, uh, that's easy to say. Uh, I obviously haven't had any problems with anybody, but look, you put everyone in a controlled environment and say, oh, kumbaya, we're all together. Yeah, people are nice here, but it's not the world we live in. Tim, I'm just saying that people are generally more civil in person than online. So you're blaming the internet for all this? (laughs) Not blaming, just identifying a problem of which there's an easy solution. Oh, 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 no, no, no. Let me guess. You're going to take down the internet. (laughs) That's your... Major plan, let me... Well, Tim, you're not too far off. So is that really your goal? No. No. You think I'm the villain here. Before COVID, we had jobs, the best technology, a wealth of knowledge at our fingertips, but even with all of our resources, that flipped in literally weeks, where people went from satisfied to starving in almost the blink of an eye. And it's not just an economic crisis, Tim. The data shows that we had less close friends than ever, and higher rates of depression, a pandemic of anxiety, even though we were more friendly and we had followers and likes and more access than ever. So you're going you're gonna to just go ahead and set up a place where you're protected and then go out and shut down the world like, wait, hold on, I've actually seen this. What's that old school movie? Like Escape from L.A., like a classic, classic movie. You ever see that one? <laughs> well, that's not that old of a movie. All right, maybe maybe you, but you're still trying to stop everything. Shut down, like, what, the electricity or something? No, no, no. I've seen enough movies where someone thinks their plan only works if you do it for the entire world. But I'm not concerned with others. I'm only concerned with those who believe in my vision. 
I'm only concerned with the people in this estate. Okay. Well, that's good because no matter what's happening, you can't just shut down the entire world. Hmm. I can't? Oh, maybe a message can. Wait, hold on. What, what, there's no way. What, what are you thinking? Ballistic missile threat inbound to Hawaii. Seek immediate shelter. This is not a drill. Okay, so I guess someone could send out uh, fake alerts or something, but okay, you made your point, but it's not, it's not even like that. It's, you know, oh, this no. is... That was a real alert. In 2018, the people of a sovereign U.S. state prepared for an inbound missile. They started praying, panicking, and faced the potential for the world to end. Except there was no missile. It was just a miscommunication that caused widespread panic. So, so what are you going to do? Stop messages like that? I don't even... No, no, no. you don't see. The next attack is going to start with messages like that. Confusion, shutting down communications, hacking GPS, massive ransomware attacks, and more. All as a precursor to something larger that we're not even prepared for. And let me guess, you figured out how to predict all of this. Not predict it, but I can track it. Okay, I think the military's got that. The military can do that. It's Sure, today they can. But what about tomorrow, where a quantum computer is more dangerous than even a nuclear weapon? <laughs> okay, really? You know what? I'm enjoying this conversation. More dangerous than a giant missile that devastates everything? I, if you don't mind me saying, I think you've lost it. I'm Tim, sorry. Tim, let, let me break it down. You can track a nuke, find instruments to detect the radiation, trace the nuclear material to the source, but a quantum computer, if done right, can operate from the shadows and you won't even know how many actually exist. But we'll have our own quantum computers in this country, so we'll be fine. Tim, let me, let me go back. Have you ever heard of COBOL? No, but I'm assuming it's some sort of uh, quantum computer you've, you've got working on or something. No, no it's, um, it's actually six years old. When COVID struck, Many states couldn't process unemployment claims because they didn't have enough programmers who knew a language that was invented at the end of the 1950s. So you're saying that we need to build more computers? No, what I'm saying is that just because new technology exists doesn't mean everyone gets it. This isn't just about building the computers. It's about tracking them. And if I'm, if I'm still alive, I can do exactly that. All right, I, I respect that, but I have a different opinion, and I don't know if you want to hear it. So, things hey, that I think. Go, go ahead. Um, okay, go. Well, look, fine, fine. In school, I did a report about how people used to be afraid of riding on the railroad because they said fast speeds would injure their brain. They actually called it railway madness. I remember this so clearly. They said the steam engines were new and powerful, and every time something new comes out, people get afraid, but it's really just progress. Well, I don't. I don't need to convince you, but what I do need is for you to work for me. And I'm prepared to offer you a lifetime contract. <laughs> hey, I, I'll listen, but you know, you've already taken my bone marrow twice. <laughs> Aaron made it pretty clear right, that I, that I don't have any valuable skills. So what could you possibly need from me? Well, I don't know about Karen, but Tim, listen, I'm sharing my plan and telling you everything. Because, well, you and the people in this estate are the key to my survival. I knew it. What? I, I knew it. What? Look, I, I don't want to get wrapped up in what you've got going on here. I just okay. I knew it. Listen, it's not what you think. Oh, oh, it's not? This place? 
it is what I think. All the secrecy, no social media allowed, limiting people's online usage, NDAs, non-disclosure agreements. This is an organ farm. I figured it out. That's what you're doing with all the bodies. And listen, I thank you for talking. I'm not going to say anything. I'm not. Just let me be. <laughs> let me. Oh, it's him. You finally <laughs> figured it out. You, are you clapping? I mean, yeah. Look, so I said, I, I don't want to get wrapped up in it. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't want to get. Well, listen, you obviously got me pegged. I'm putting my billion dollar business on hold and risking everything to illegally sell the organs of a few dozen sick elderly senior citizens. I can barely keep up with the demand. I, I don't, I don't know what to say. I just, Tim, I, I'm being sarcastic. Really? Okay. Well then what about the freezing? I know about that. And like I said, I don't want to get wrapped up. Freezing bodies. I think you have the wrong impression. It is not what you think. Then what is it? I mean, how am I the key to your survival? Because I will not let you take my mind. I am not (laughs) going to let you take my... Tim, Tim, listen to yourself. What? Literally, think about what you're saying. This is the real world. I don't care. I'm not going to let you put your brain inside my body. I will die first. I've seen... I will die before you before you get that chance. You are not stop. Stop. This. stop right there. I don't need you to start quoting every science fiction movie you've ever seen. What I'm doing is grounded in reality, and it's very straightforward. It, it doesn't. Okay, you're right. Look, look, but it doesn't sound that way. It doesn't sound like that. Tim, Karen already told you that we're freezing people here. Yes. What you don't know is that. I found a way to unfreeze people. And before I say anything else, I'm prepared to offer you $100 million tax-free for a very simple arrangement. I, I don't want any... Wow, okay. I don't want any weird stuff. Okay, what, what is it? What is this crazy arrangement? Your job is simply to stay alive. Okay, yeah. That, that, you know, $100 million to stay alive? Yeah, right. Now, I can walk you through everything later, but to summarize, years of extensive tests and research, before you free someone, you have to start protecting their vital organs. And we found a way to do that with some experimental methods. But the second challenge is that when you wake up from being frozen, your body comes down with an extreme version of aplastic anemia. So extreme that if you don't get an immediate bone marrow donation from the moment you wake up, you'll die within the day. A hundred million dollars? <laughs> to just donate? Yeah, so I just... <laughs> all right, I'm just going to donate bone marrow to, over and over. All right, that, that is definitely better than working any job. I'm trying to stay calm because I don't want you to... Please tell me you're not joking. All right, how many times do I have to do this? <laughs> Only before I unfreeze. And that won't be very often. And you'll pay me that much? I can't take it with me. But $100 million, no catch, no shady stuff. I know, I know, Tim. You're not in my situation, but being terminally ill is a death sentence by definition. Not because of the amount of time you have left, but because you can never stop the clock. If I can pick and choose where and when... I can turn 6 to 12 months into 30 or 40 years by making sure that I only unfreeze on specific days. Specific days. 
which days. Now, Karen and my team will run my operations while I'm under, and they'll decide to wake me up when it's relevant, and only for a limited amount of time before I freeze again. The time I have left can be extended if I can make every moment count. Look, I'm not stupid. Uh, I am interested, but this may be the dumbest question I've ever asked in my life because it cost me a lot of money, but I have to know. Can't you just get bone marrow from almost anybody? Well, it's hard enough to have people donate blood in a pandemic, let alone bone marrow. But I want to ask, when you look at me, what do you see? Hmm. Uh, you know, uh, why, do you, why do you ask me all these hypotheticals? It's, <laughs> I've been yeah, thinking well, about that. Simply put, if this works out, each time I wake up, you'll be recovering. So we'll never have a face-to-face conversation like this again. We'll be like ships passing in the night. I think it's nice to have a conversation with the person who's saving your life, right? I'm just getting to know you. It's my only chance. Well, when when I look at you then, I'll tell you what. I see a typical everyday businessman who thinks he's overly self-important and that he can buy his way into getting anything he wants. Yes. Okay? Yes. (laughs) That's the honesty that I've never hear anymore. But when you say typical, what do you really mean? Uh, Just your everyday typical businessman. You want to say white guy, don't you? No, no, no. I I don't want to say that. Sorry. No? No? Go ahead. (laughs) Okay, should I say Caucasian? Is that better? (laughs) Sorry. Now, what you don't know is that parts of my family were a mix of Native American and Japanese. Yes, the rest of my family is pretty much Wonder Bread white, and my appearance reflects that. But genetically, I have a lot going on. Hey, all right, I believe it, but... Hey, I'm just going to tell you, on the outside, you just look white. What can I say? Look, did you know that U.S. Census literally defines Caucasian as with roots in the Middle East and North Africa? Which, if I'm reading it exactly as it says, it sounds like they're asking Caucasians to check a box that strictly, by the language, defines them as North African American. And that's why race and diversity are a funny thing. If you actually look at my genetics, they're mixed up. Uh, So for bone marrow, I guess our match is pretty rare. Extremely Mm. rare. Matches for people with mixed genetics are not as easy as people think. Some describe finding a match for people like us as almost like hitting a lottery. You know, and I, I get that all the time, but I'm not actually mixed. You're not? Well, perhaps not. But genetically, there's some sort of connection somewhere, and that's why I'm offering you the easiest job in the world. Okay, so $100 million check, see you every few months for a bone marrow donation. I'm down. What can I say? There's a little bit more to the job than... Uh Uh-huh. Okay, now you said there wasn't a catch. No. Okay, so there isn't a catch. It's just part of your job. Almost like how professional athletes can't ride motorcycles or skydive and all these other riders. I knew it. I knew it. You're you're putting controls on what I do. No, no. You just have to refrain from certain high-risk activities. I'll I'll give you the list. All right, all right. Bring the list and bring the check, and I think we're good. There's no check, because that would be a taxable event. Your $100 million, Tim, will be stretched out over 35 years, payable, at a little less than $3 million per year and accessible through a secure offshore account. That is not what you promised. That Oh, it is. It's just not all at once. I, mean, I don't know. You keep adding all these, these different things and these caveats. And 
I mean, what's that? See, before this, you found a $20 bill on the ground. It probably made your day. But now you're complaining about a nine-figure payout? I mean, come on. You could just go back to waiting tables. How did you know I was waiting tables? It's my job to know you. All right. Hey, you know what? I was just clarifying what you're asking. Okay. Is there anything else? Well, the last thing is for my protection. See, if I went under and you were in a car crash or a victim of a mugging or if you died of COVID or some other yet-to-be-determined disease or if you said the wrong thing to the wrong person, like you have a habit of doing. Wait, what are you talking about? Your conversation with Karen. Okay, I, listen, I regret my choice of words. That was... Do you? Hmm. All right, all right. Uh, hey, you know, I've spent my life saying things I regret. I, I promise I'll be careful. You say that. But I'm paying not for you to be careful. I'm paying for me to be certain. I have to make sure you're safe. That's why the agreement has required therapy. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm not going to hurt myself. Really? Because a few minutes ago, you threatened to do exactly that. But that was, that was different. I thought you were going to take my mind. I don't know. <laughs> that was different. It, it shouldn't be a big deal. Think of it like a weekly meeting at work. My final piece of all of this is you're required to have a private security team. Uh, a security team, really? <laughs> when? Like, always? Like you couldn't that's... use a little protection, Tim? Come on. They're, okay. they're very good at what they do. But, but that's a lot, though. You wouldn't even notice them. They're like ninjas. You'll probably already be familiar with Thomas from our initial quarantine. The security guy. I've actually talked with him a few times. He's the global head of security for my entire organization. You've become friends, I believe. So he knows about all of this. That's why he was so nice to me. Well, I asked him to get to know you. I didn't ask him to be nice. Most people usually steer clear of him. Um, I don't know how you got on his good side, but that's a good thing, too. Yeah, well, so he's just going to be my security for the rest of our lives? How does he feel about that? Ask him yourself. Yo, Tim. <laughs> Hey, so, so you knew his plan all, all this time? No. I didn't know until right before our last conversation. Otherwise, I wouldn't have played along with your fake documentary. But as far as everything else, being nice wasn't part of the job. But now, ensuring your safety is. So now I can't go wherever I choose or, or lead a normal life? Hey, look. You're going to lead a normal life. Except for a few off-limit high-risk activities, it's mostly the same. And you're getting compensated, so you'll be set and never have to work again. But if I'm making friends or going to a party when I can party again, I'm going to have this big guy, no offense, following me around 24-7. No, 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 no. You'll never see us, but we'll be there. And we'll never invade your privacy. We're just there for your protection. Believe me, we're watching others more than we're watching you. And what do you get out of this here? You're, you're going to spend your whole life protect, protecting me. Look, in the military... I've learned that sometimes you serve others in ways that they don't really see. But as far as Max is concerned, he's someone who can bring technology to help with the safety and security of our complex. All right, so, I mean, I've, I've already made my decision. I'll, I'll do it, but only because I need the money and because bone marrow does regrow. And if you can promise me recovery time, it's fine. I, I kind of have no other options. Well, that's good. You can trust Max. Now you say that, but as far as trust goes, that needs to be earned. But if you trust him... Look, he's earned my trust. That's fine. But why are you so sure about all this? 
Because he helped me protect someone that I love in a very challenging time. Who? You'll just have to trust me. Thomas, I think it's okay. You can tell him. T tell me what? Tell him about who's in the center of this estate right here. Safe and secure. I think it's important that he knows. When all of this started, my wife got very sick and Max helped freeze her. And he gave me his word that when there's a cure, he'd bring her back to me. And that's enough for me. That's, that's what keeps me going every day. That's my motivation and my drive. And I know when this is all over, me and my wife will be back together again. It's easy to make promises, but it's much harder to make commitments. Thomas knows that I would never ask him to put his wife through something that I wouldn't commit to myself. Wow. Yeah. Tim, you said you were doing this because you need the money, but I have a hunch that making money isn't your primary motivation. Making a difference is. Is that a guess or have you been talking to people? You're not alone. I feel the same way. And as we perfect this process, it could mean helping sick neighbors, friends, family members, not just here, but across the world. But for it to work, for us to ensure that this process is effective, I need you. And now that you're here, you're not just saving my life, you're saving the lives of countless people across the world who are moments away from facing the end. People who could be saved if we could stop a moment in time and freeze it in place. Then we could just let them know that their significance continues through any tragedy, through any accident, and through any pandemic. Tim, this is about so much more than you or me. The actions that we make right here and right now can have a global impact. And if we work together, and if we do this right, you and I can change the world. things people do to to stay alive what lengths would someone go to to cheat death the question is would you dedicate your life to keeping someone else alive in exchange for money you lose your humanity but then you think about what you've done me I'm just just a guy who still makes mistakes and tries to be nice, but so often I say the wrong thing. I still discount people who deserve my respect. My whole life, I try to make a difference. I try to make an impact, but I've done nothing. And, and the people here, they believe in Max. Maybe keeping Max alive can shape a future we can all be proud of and give me the resources to do something back home with my family, with my community. Maybe this could be a better world than the one we live in now. I'll never get another opportunity like this again. Things are finally looking up. Things are finally making sense. For the first time in my life, I know exactly where I'm going and I know exactly what I need to do. I'm gonna take Max Steele. <laughs> this is the best thing that's ever happened to me. I know that for sure. <laughs>